Hey, Bet Buddies, it's Cousin Sal with some exciting new news. Against All Odds now has its own home on the Extra Points Podcast Network. We will continue to cross-post at the ringer for a few more weeks, but in the meantime, please come over and subscribe to the new feed. I really don't want to have to break any thumbs. Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here. Lots of playoff action going on as I speak. There's really no good time to do this unless it's like in the middle of the night because there is nonstop NHL, MLB, NBA action all day, all night. That means we are losing money. Not just me, my boys, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds of degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the Parlay Kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) All right. The audio seems a little wonky, but maybe that comes out (laughs) in real life. It's all right. Hey, these guys, I may have mentioned, I mentioned it last week. It's still going on. They're giving free picks left and right. Uh, every single day on our extrapoints.com website. Harry has won five in a row on the site, going for six in a row tonight. This is Monday. Harry, who do you have tonight? Yeah, I got the uh, I got the Red Sox against the boys, uh, Yankees. Last time I checked, it was, plus we're running a half. Last time I checked, it was 3 nothing Yanks, and the Red oh, Sox man. hadn't had a hit yet. This is where Harry tries to get. He tries to get sly. He's like, hey, I'm the best. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to take crappy Red Sox. The one starter the Red Sox are throwing. I mean, they're not even trying the Red Sox. You miss baseball. I miss the rivalries. This is nine in a row. I can't even look at the Red Sox-Yankees. Red Sox put on a, a middle reliever to, uh, on the hill every single day. But that's Harry trying to get six in a row. Uh, he did win his best bet last week. He was the only one of us. It was the Portland Timbers to hoist the MLS Cup. They did it. Um, that's on the winning side. On the losing side, Parlay Kid, it's not fair to count this as one loss because <laughs> you went on and on and on about how this was your tuition pick. You only have a few of these in your lifetime. Well, I think we have the audio breakout from this from last week. So I call this a mortgage or tuition pick. You take your mortgage payment, whatever it is, uh, or your tuition, whatever it is, you good. take that money you're saving up <laughs> and you put it on this fight. You put it on Cormier. All right. I, that's enough. You, you, you cut it off. It became yeah. too depressing. You, they cut it <laughs> very, off at the right very time. Um, this uh, dovetails nicely into a new segment we call bed aches. Uh, we all have them. Things that bothered us about <laughs> betting on the slate this past week. There's no bigger bed ache than making your batted out proclaiming this is your best bet of the decade and losing parlay kid all the tuition you have five you have six kids all the tuition money gone on daniel cormier <laughs> yeah that's why i'm uh in the basement right now sal so uh <laughs> as you could as uh, maybe you could tell um yeah no got rid of those terrible bet- jerseys <laughs> come on harry your kids don't kick uh, the guy when he's down well Sal, yeah. look it really wasn't fair um what happened this past weekend? One, it was a good, another good fight, right? We saw, we saw a good fight, uh, but Cormier promised promised us that he was going to do a lot more wrestling in this fight than he did in the first two fights, right? And that's where he really excels is as a wrestler. And people can sit here and say, well, Stipe was a Division One wrestler too. Stipe had a sub five hundred career college record 
in wrestling. Mm. Cormier was a Olympic medalist uh, wrestler. So mm-hmm. that's a huge difference. Cormier promised us uh, he was going to wrestle more. He did it in the first round, and he won the first round, right? And then we saw the game plan go out the window. He didn't wrestle. He didn't take one shot. It wasn't even like he was unsuccessful in a takedown attempt. He never shot or did any type of wrestling the rest of the fight. So that's my yeah. bet for this weekend is when somebody tells you they're going to do something, execute a game plan, and they don't do it, and you, and you buy the, you know, and you bet on them uh, because you right. you believe in what they're going to do, and they and then they don't do it. That's very very frustrating, and uh, so I was let down a little bit. But look, bad job by me. Uh, I should never have uh, put it all on the line like that. Hey, Webb Simpson was top 20, though, easily. <laughs> and he was my other uh, lock of the century, you, too. You, so. didn't, you didn't even recommend snack money on him. You, you had tuitions <laughs> all left and right. I will say I, I do feel for you. I'm trying to figure where this plays in with other sports. We're not going to hear Sean McVay say, hey, we're going to throw all over the Arizona Cardinals. And then you see uh, Todd Gurley I'm talking past years go 27 carries for uh, 65 yards. You don't. They don't really tip their hand. You know, offensive coordinators, well, coaches like that. Sometimes they do, but it's a, more in a way. More so the individuals. We yeah. we met with McVay last year, and he told us he was going to yeah, sling right. it all over the field. And then what? <laughs> that happened? was a that was a bigger guess. That was over the <laughs> course of a year. Scale, that, bigger scale. And that didn't work out. But yeah, you're right. You you figure when the individuals talk about it, and it sucked too because like. All right, so then he gets poked in the eye, and he can't, like, he's not going to see Stipe's right jab the whole fight, and they're like, like, okay, now he should wrestle, right? And the announcer's like, ah, no, he's too tired to wrestle. That takes up too much energy. He's like, well, then when do you wrestle? When when do you <laughs> when do you show where you show off? Exactly. Like, when, where, where are you going to gain your points here in this fight that you, you're unable to see half, uh, half your man's um, uh, weaponry? This is craziness. Um, I have a similar bet ache. It's, it has to do with Cormier. It's betting on guys you like. Um, you know, I, I guess, again, this is more of an individual thing. Obviously, we love Tony Romo, and if you bet on him or root for Tony Romo and he lets you down, I'm not going to say you like him a little less, but you naturally start to resent athletes that you love. And Cormier was one of them, and it's like, oh, God, why are you letting me down? I'm, I'm rooting for you hard. And this is, again, not going by the game plan and everything else adds to it. Um, all right, Harry, let's hear yours. What's your betting? Look, I, I, I just think that, look, I, I discussed this with Parlay Kid yesterday. Uh, we know what we're getting when we bet college football. We know what we're getting when we bet NFL football. But since we haven't had that much sports and now we've had you know NASCAR and golf, whatever, we don't know exactly. We're betting golf like crazy, but we don't know what we're getting with golf. I mean, you could be winning <laughs> and you could be up three strokes and then all of a sudden it just turns on a dime. Yes, you know, yesterday was I mean, football we know what's happening, what we have to do spread wise. We do? Golf golf <laughs> golf is gut wrenching. Golf is gut wrenching. It was just awful yesterday. I had Horschel. Uh, you know, you guys, you guys are, you guys, I, I'm, I'm bragging about my picks. I'm sending tweets, double yeah. tweeting, and then you guys are slamming me and throwing me, th- going betting against me. It's just a slam fest all over the place. But golf has just been gut wrenching for a past month and a half. And Parley Kid, you know that's the way it's been going down. This ends up being what happens. Like Harry will have three of the top four golfers out there, and guess which one the rest of us are rooting for. And not because, not because we have any money on. Uh, Jim Herbert, or whatever, what was his name? Herb, 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 Jim, Jim Herbert, Herb, Herb, 42 Herman. years old, one stroke away from missing the cut. He had three holes left. 
Yeah. Well, well that's what happens. Well, so that's, well, go ahead, Brian. It's funny, though. And, and, see, and me and Parlay Kid, oh. me and Parlay Kid at CU. Kim, Brian, <laughs> did you have Kim, too? Uh, no, it's I, okay, I didn't have, we don't have to go I into. didn't have Kim, but it was funny with Herman because, yeah, they said he was, you know, he, obviously he's 42 years old, but he looked like he was like 65. You had those really like I, hunched, hunched over shoulders. Over. You know, like if there was ever a guy who didn't look like an athlete, that was the guy. So yeah. it was great for Harry to lose with him. And we were all pumped for Herman. That was fun. Brian, Brian, he looked like your buddy Larry hunched over like that. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. There you go. Brian, what's your betting? Well... I'm going to go with a, a, something that happened to me in baseball yesterday, but let me just say one thing too. The only, the, the thing where Parley kid probably gets killed here on that tuition pick, which he probably should get picked killed is because it's <laughs> UFC. And we talk about anything, really anything could happen in UFC. And that was really, that was an even money fight going into that. So just, just calling one side of it out that much is like, it's well, just, it takes a lot of guts. Yeah. I, I mean, I felt that way too, Cormier, but mm -hmm. it takes a lot of guts. Brian, even even money, Brian, but 13 more inches in reach and yeah. height. <laughs> Here's For how Stipe. important that was. And Harry uh, acknowledges it's the biggest fight of the year, probably the greatest trilogy oh, in, yeah, in God. Yep. pugilism, uh, professional pugilism. Didn't watch the fight. No, we <laughs> no. didn't get it no. in the hotel. He's holed up on a honeymoon with his um, friend Ken, <laughs> but no, we didn't get it. Well, it's on your phone. I'm a Fox guy, but I'll tell you, ESPN Plus is on your phone. You can get it like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you could order Sorry, it. Sorry, they didn't get it in the lounge. But, um, yeah. But yeah. Go ahead, Brian. So, Let's yeah, see if you can go. <laughs> so my bet ache is, is there anything worse than waiting too long to place a bet? The line changes and you end up losing yeah. the bet that you either would have pushed or won. So this happened to me yesterday. So I gave out the Diamondbacks Padres over nine runs on the extra point site. Um, yeah. I didn't take it immediately. Uh, the line went to nine and a half the next day. I still take the over. The game ends at nine. I lose my bet instead of pushing if I would have just uh, clicked, yep. clicked the button about an hour later. But for whatever reason, I have this. It must be mental. I don't love putting bets in way in advance because or else I, I it's Monday or Sunday. And I'm like, I already have a thousand bets leading into Tuesday. So I like to mm -hmm. kind of do it right before, which I know yeah. I know it's dumb. But I kind of like to know where I'm at at that point in time. Otherwise, again, if I put them in advance, I'm going to have a million bets. So that's why I kind of right. wait. Uh, and it screwed me more times than it's helped me. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's almost no chance it's going to go down to eight and a half, right? Right. Like if you wait. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> it's where if you count on one hand, that many times you benefit from that. Or so it seems. I don't know. Maybe we're just complaining. Um, <laughs> the main thing to take away from this is. Parley kids, kids are not going to college. I mean, one of them got through. Michael, God bless you. You were able to get through before the, the full degeneracy kicked in. But let's talk NBA. Uh, we'll give you some Tuesday games. Here's some um, series out there. First of all, I have, uh, let me check on this because like I said, there's action going on all the time. I have Shake Milton under an 11 and a half points, son of a bitch. 13 no. points, nine minutes left. Yep. Shake no. Milton, 19, 13 points. All right. So that's a loser. <laughs> Two chalk wins today in the morning. Weird weirdness. Uh, Brian, you were, you were all over this. Nuggets, Jazz. Jazz getting four and a half or five. They're up six with two and a half left. Now, remember, there's no Bogdanovich. Uh, Conley opts out. So we don't know where their points are going to come from. But if you did have the Jazz, you get an ultimate screw job here. Thoughts and prayers. Denver comes back. They tie it. They go ahead by huh. two. Uh, Mitchell goes to the line with about 20 seconds left. He sinks both, ties the game. Last possession regulation. Jokic runs the uh, 
the pick and roll perfectly, up fakes Rudy Gobert perfectly, and then just misses the layup. Layup gives him a two-point win. Jazz backers cover. Not the case. Goes to overtime. They crush. They win by 10, 135, 125. <laughs> Somehow, we none of us were on there, but... Have we, that is have we, have we ever won one of those? I mean, I, I know I've lost a few of those. No. I don't, because uh, it's funny because if you have the Jazz there, you're like, if you have Denver there, it never happens. If you have the Jazz there, you're like, all right, we just can't. You just lose this game. Mitchell, don't make the, a free throw. Right. Or, or Jokic hit the shot. And, of course, once you know he hits that, goes into overtime, you know you're losing if you're a Jazz backer there. Yeah. Does Denver ever make anything look easy? Yeah. I feel like the Jazz could lo- lose their starting five and it'll still be a three-point <laughs> game with a minute left. But that, that, true. that could be a good series. Yeah, it seems team. like Mitchell's getting to the basket no matter what he does. But as far as Tuesday goes, I'll just read you the um, series odds. Bucks Magic, I don't know. How many zeros is that? Is that minus 20,000 over the Magic? 35 to 1 if you want the Magic on a take back. Heat, minus 300 over the Pacers, plus 250. A lot of my friends... Dear, dear friends from the Ringer Podcast Network, love the heat. Rockets minus 150 over OKC. That's the trendy pick, uh, OKC plus 130 with Westbrook sitting out for a couple games, as it seems. And then the Lakers minus 525 over the Blazers. Um, Parlay Kid, you like the Lakers in six. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact amount. So you're going to get plus 300 for the Lakers to win in six. Portland has been a great bubble team. Uh, Lillard, uh, the MVP of the bubble, right? We can all agree Mm -hmm. upon that. Uh, But if you look at Portland's last four wins that they've had, they've come by combined 11 points, right? Squeaking out a victory against the Nets, which they had to have, and then squeaking out a victory against uh, a team, uh, a Memphis team that has uh, an injury or two. Uh, and you you really look at the Portland team and say, shouldn't it be that hard for this team, right? Like, Lillard's playing yep. great. C.J. McCollum is playing very well. Uh, Nurk, Nurkic, uh, did I say that right, Brian? Yeah, I, that's I don't right. know. Yep. Nurkic, yep. yeah. Yeah, uh, he's been a solid. Obviously, he's played very well since he's come back. Whiteside off the bench. This team shouldn't be really uh, in close games with these teams. The Lakers, let's, let's face it, the Lakers have taken this bubble play like – the way the Patriots would take uh, a preseason, right? You know, they go one and three, oh and four. It doesn't matter. That's how the Lakers have prepared for this. It's just getting some run in, getting up and down the court, keeping your conditioning, staying healthy. The Lakers now will amp up their gameplay. Their defense will be uh, slightly suffocating at times against uh, Portland. And but Portland's talented enough to win a game or two here. So I do like this to go six. Lakers win four games to two, uh, and uh, that's plus 300 there, So, All right, Paul, I get, I'll get, do you one better or one worse. We'll find out uh, at the end of the series. I like Lakers in five. Um, okay. You know, like you said, you mentioned all those guys. Portland, good scoring, probably the best scoring team they've had in a while. Carmelo Anthony hitting open shots like, you know, like his rookie year. I mean, he's back. He's got that excitement back. Gary Trent Jr. seems to make a big basket. Right. At the end of every game, uh, plays defense. The rest of the team is not playing defense. They allowed 255 points to Memphis and the Nets. Those are not major scorers on those teams. And that's what I think the Lakers, a team like that, will slap them around a little bit. Add on top of that, LeBron knows he has some tough series ahead. He knows he has some six and seven gamers ahead, you know? And so I think he yeah. wants to finish them off in four or five. If you look back, LeBron as a one seed in the first round, 
2009 beat the Pistons 4-0. 2010 beat the Bulls 4-1. 2013 beat the Bucks 4-0. And 16 beat the Pistons 4-0. So he knows how to take care of it. This kind of falls into his lap. Lakers in five is plus 225. Maybe take them both. I don't see it as a seven-game series. I don't see it as a sweep. Plus 225, yeah. plus 300 could be the way to go. Harry, what do you like? You know what? Uh, in the in the Indiana-Miami series, I'm going to take Miami here, but in a close one. Miami to win in seven, uh, plus 480. Uh, T.J. Warren, uh, you know, we all know he's, he had with 53 in the bubble a couple of games ago. He's got over uh, 34 points four times in the bubble, so he's been good for Indiana. Uh, but still versus Miami this year in three games. He's only scored 16, 3, and 12. Uh, but still, overall, Malcolm Brogdon's a 17-7 guy who can be uh, solid for this team. And I think overall, Miami pulls it out. Goran Dragic is healthy in his last four games. He's 27 of 54 in field goals. Butler leads and points, assists, and steals. And Duncan Robinson, since the bubble has happened, he's made 27 threes in basically seven games. Uh, Sabonis is still out for the Pacers, who I think is a, he's a 2010-5 guy who I think is the guy that could put them over the top, but since he's not going to be there, uh, he's not ruled out for the entire playoffs, but for this, I think he is, so I think that's going to be the key. Pacers are always a tough physical team and a tough out, uh, and it's no different here, but I think the Heat pulls this out in seven. Did you figure out if game seven is on a Sunday? I would hate for this to butt up against all your NASCAR picks. <laughs> no, I know, no? right? I mean, because honestly, just NASCAR picks don't lose. Right, right, right. Well, well we there's, can't, there's only know, three. There's only three drivers. By the way, I talked to Furman about this during the commercial. He thinks you're stealing yeah. his. He says Bull your picks shit. somehow. He said every Thursday your picks end up on his ledger. Wow. Uh, or the other uh, way around. Right? Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm gonna. So, have send, he's like. I'll send it to I got him it, I, of time. I guess. I got the, I got I, another bombshell about that. Oh yeah, hour. let's hear it, Parley. Can <laughs> can I, well, I get a message. Is this the right time? Yeah. Well, I got a message. <laughs> I get a message from somebody saying, hey, uh, I've been looking at Harry's picks because Harry's giving picks on different places, right? Yeah, so of course. He, yeah. He's well, got it, some... it's very, it, it can get confusing. So, quiet, quiet. Very Darren's obviously. It did, it all yeah. So, yeah. so somebody sent me some picks Harry's made, and on uh -huh. one site he's giving one guy to win, and on another site, He's giving another guy to win. Oh, and the no. guy said it's very I, commonplace <laughs> for Harry to do this. No he sent way. me some examples. So I, I have it. I have I wow. I have like for example, yesterday was Logano <laughs> over Keslowski on one site and on another site Are you it kidding was Keslowski over Logano. This was, is what this guy does. So then he talks <laughs> about his winners, and then he back that you don't hear about you never hear about Harry's losers. The whole world knows about Cormier for me losing. Right. right? Do you right. ever hear about Harry's losers, which hit, wow. which happen First all off, the time? But when you're giving, for, hey, hey guys, just so you know, I picked Stipe on another site. So you did? I guess wow. I won. He was my tuition pick on another site. So kids congratulations to, to those who vacation. listened to the other thing. Your vacation pick I won. On the other side. I won. Your vacation. Wow, Harry, that and, is and, and guess what? Move. The rumor is Harry got fired from both the, uh, those other jobs today. <laughs> is that right? So that's the rumor. Uh, so I, wait a that's minute. the rumor he got fired. Listen, listen. Let me recap off, here. Hold first on. off, I made a first off, I made a mistake. Second off, second off, I can't believe that slipped through the cracks and Brian didn't catch that. Well, <laughs> well, let me see this. Hold on, Brian. But, Brian so, catches everything Paul else. Kid, 
Hold, hold on a second, Harry. Paula Kid, you were to say if we don't see Harry on Odd Shark next week, we should assume that he was fired for this malfeasance. Fired. Right? I got yes. Wow. Fired. They they they're aware of what what he was doing. Yes. Fired. Wait, this wait. Is Actually, on Odd Shark, I only gave out Truex to be top three, so that was the only. Listen, this is a scumbag Shark, move, Harry, and you know this. You know this in college. This is what happened. People would call us the Mike Stones of the world. The, the they would call us the handicappers. They would call 120 people, 60 people they give the Red Sox, 60 people they give the Yankees, and then they have 60 winners. And those 60 people, they give 30, uh, 30 on the Hurricanes and 30 on the Bruins, and they keep chopping the list and chopping and chopping. Eventually, you have Pyramid. four winners. Yes, you could just keep talking. Wow, Harry, this really that, even that, for that, you, this is really low. That's a that's a one honest mistake instead of a 13 inch mistake Darren made. <laughs> honest. I, it doesn't sound like one honest. No, it sounds there's, like a few. There's, there's evidence of several incidences. <laughs> All right. Brother Bry, bring us back to some uh, sense of normalcy here. can't believe that Brian didn't find that. Well, I did wow. see it. I, I I didn't see the other ones. I did see that one. Because it is funny that you you gave the reasons for Logano over Kozlowski on or, on one thing. And then you gave the re I could see if you just made the pick and just well, say Kozlowski won. And then Logano, you just be, said, I, to be honest, up, but, I did, but you I gave did, the reason article on Monday, Monday. And then I wrote it again on Saturday for my pick. So then I changed <laughs> my mind, I guess. Although we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, we know it takes like a, we, we, surprised. we know it takes an hour just to set up this call with everybody for because of Harry. So we shouldn't be surprised about it. <laughs> That I'll admit oh, to. Oh man, that I'll admit <laughs> wow. to. Wow, I, I, uh, I mean, I can't say I feel differently about you, but this is just, um, this is another head shaker, another reminder what we have going for us here. All right. Uh, well, Brian. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna get to my best bet here, but I did want to pose a question to you guys though, because yeah. we're talking about games in five, games in six, games in seven. Now, I haven't really heard a lot about it from a betting aspect, but what do you guys think? Because there is no home home court. Do yeah. you think it's more likely, and maybe you've talked about it, Sal, on the show or whatever, but do you think it's more likely we would see a sweep because you're not going, or do you think it's less likely because the team's bored, they're, they're just bored, they're like, all right, we'll wait till the next game, we don't really care about this game. But I would tend to think it leads to more four or five game series because yeah. after watching the Nets-Raptors today, I'm yeah. like, I don't see how the Nets, unless they just shoot the lights out, how they even come close to a win. I think I mentioned it last week that, yes, you're right. And a team is not going to rebuild momentum after lose. If the inferior team loses the first two games, normally they'd be able to go home. And if it's like, let's say the Mavericks against the Clippers, you, you got the white out, you got all the fans wearing white, the place is rocking. Mark Cuban's getting in the officials faces. You're not going to have that. You're not going to have that juice and that momentum to build you to a, a, an upset win in game three or game four, a slight upset, whatever it would be. So yeah, I think in that regard, you could probably lose lose focus after game two. Like if the Clippers went up, I don't even know who you're going to pick, but um, yeah, I think it's, it will lead to more sweeps. Who knows? Yeah. That? Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought, but uh, yeah. So anyway, though, I'm going to take the thunder plus plus one thirty versus the Rockets. This should be, I think it's the most competitive series. I'm looking forward to this one. The most, for some reason, I love rooting against the Rockets. Uh, the yeah. Rockets continue to kill me. So, you know, this, if you're, you could fade me on this one going with OKC. Right. But I do like rooting for CP3 here. Uh, to me, it really should be an even series. That was even with Westbrook. I feel like this should be an even series. Uh, but obviously, more of the money is going to go to Houston. I just think 
you know, you get with OKC, they're just the better defensive team. They're only giving up 108 points. They're more disciplined. They don't turn the ball over. Will Westbrook miss a game? Will he miss more than a game? Uh, so if I'm looking at the Thunder for some, va- you know, again, this is where I'm saying that I don't think I, I can't just assume. Normally, I would say this is a seven game series with home court, but I'm going to say uh, the Thunder also. I'd look at them in six at plus 600. Um, mm. There's also some good odds, like after three games, maybe you could just say one team's going to be up three nothing. I think the Rockets, we're it's. I think for the Rockets to be up three nothing is like ten to one, and for OKC to be up, it's like seven to one. So some good yeah. value out there. Uh, so you get the whole State Farm commercial issues between right. Paul and Harden in this one. So it should be fun. But I, I do like OKC in the series. That is the one downside, I would say, Bry, for no home fi- home court. Um, Normally, we look at the underdog to finish off the favorite in six games because that would be, right. they would be up 3-2. They would win at home. You don't really get that. Obviously, it's reflected in the lines as well and the odds, but um, you don't get the fun of that, like watching that play out and uh, having them wrap it up at home. But I like OKC as well. I'll say this. It's not, um, it's not a responsible suggestion, but I feel like the Rockets will definitely lose one of these rounds. So if you have OKC and you lose with them, you could double up on the next round. I, I, they're just not yeah. they're, they're just not built for the playoffs. I'm sorry. I, I'd, I'd bet almost anything. I would bet all the parlay kids' tuition money <laughs> that the Rockets aren't going to the finals. Um, so I, I think, and you know, there are going to be some games where they're taking uh, 75 threes and making 38 of them, and you just shut that game off. But I think as series get longer and you know as teams get better and find the more the better defensive teams they're gonna struggle in there all right uh let's go nhl um here's tuesday's game stars minus 125 over flames vegas minus 195 over the blackhawks plus 165 we'll learn a lot from that game i think we'll figure you know the avs put a hurting on harry's yeah. and coyotes today maybe the better teams are starting to emerge here maybe that's one fun aspect of the bubble at least for me i like seeing the better teams um you know not get upset until maybe a couple rounds in and uh parlay kid islanders caps that's been a lot of fun even if the islanders fall behind they're never out of it they just get and they keep playing and they I feel like they play three periods more than anybody else. You like them in game four? It's a tough call for me, Sal. I have, uh, it's weird. Uh, I have this series to go over four and a half games, right? So yeah. as a gambler, um, oh, this yeah. is a, this is an interesting one because I still feel confident, even if the Islanders lose this game, that they're going to win the series, right? So right. As, as a fan, let's let's get this series over with. Let's sweep and let's move on. Uh, as a gambler, I'm like, all right, you know what? If Islanders could win in five, I'd be happy with that. I think the Capitals have been pretty game. And this, you know, they have, Islanders have not rolled. Uh, they haven't rolled over them in three straight games here. Th- these three games yeah. could have gone almost either way uh, at one point or another. I think the Capitals have enough grit, uh, Ovechkin, obviously, to maybe uh, get a game here against the Islanders, and then the Islanders win in Game Five. You can get the Islanders in Game uh, in to win in five right now at plus 270. But that's basically mm. the same odds you would get of taking the Capitals tomorrow and then the Islanders in game five. So right. um, so I, I'm looking at that. I'm looking Islanders win in five here. I think the Capitals show up. They squeak one out against, obviously, a very tough Islander team. And I, Like I've said, this Islander team, Barry Trotz is the best New York coach, in my opinion, Whoa. since... 
Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe since Al Arbor was coaching the New York Islanders uh, at one point in the early 90s. Um, Hold on. You're talking all New York sports? All New York sports. Darren, oh, Darren doesn't give Tory any credit. I, I was hey, there. Tory should have won more as far as I'm concerned, I, I think. Uh, Tory was oh, overrated. A little, well, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, dis- I don't disagree. I, 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 I got that. So Trotz is amazing, but I think the, I think the Capitals win tomorrow in a tight one. Islanders finish them off in Game Five. You can get that, get Islanders in five games right now, plus two seventy. Parley kid was a Buck Walter guy. He got, he felt he got screwed over in uh, yeah. '94. I, I don't disagree. Joel Solomon, you want to jump on for a second? Your favorite Yankee manager? I mean. It ha- it has to be Joe Torre. There, it- you don't know it doesn't. We just told you how it doesn't have to be Joe Torre. What do you mean? I mean be? Miller Huggins. Oh come on! <laughs> Twenty-seven Yankees. All right, no, I'm with you. All right, goodbye, All right, Joel. Uh, Brother Bry, what's your hockey best? Yeah, so I'm gonna go with the Stars tomorrow evening at minus one twenty-five. So what a disgusting loss by the Flames on Sunday. Um, I'm not sure how they let them get that uh, shot to tie it up with 12 seconds left. Look, Sal, you and I have the flames in this series, so it's gross. We've taken every underdog, so it's not looking too great now uh, with, mm-hmm. because we have the Islanders, uh, we have the Canucks. That Those those teams look uh, pretty good. Everybody else is kind of falling, uh, falling, into, mm-hmm. falling in line. So that being said, I've actually <laughs> watched a lot of the series. I've been betting because I've been betting on it, of course. Otherwise, I don't know yeah. if I would have watched this series, but the, the only thing that's keeping the Flames in this series is Talbot. He's been awesome. Um, but the Stars, look, the Stars have really outplayed them, and they've outshot the Flames by 44 shots in the last three games. So, yep. sure, any hockey team can win from one night to the next, but Dallas has really just dominated the action for the last three games. So, if you're telling me this game is pretty much a pick game with that line, I'm going to go with the team that's played much better over the last three. Yeah. All right. That's a fun one. Harry, what's your best? Um, I mean, I, 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 let me just say something, Harry. I like Harry on the site one day, and this is a winner. Who did you take? Did you take the uh, the Coyotes plus a goal and a half? I did. The other day. I don't like the plus. A, I know it won. I get it. Well, but I, I wonder. I, listen, I wish. Sal, I know what you're saying. Hold you on. Like let me plus. set it up for Christ's sake. <laughs> My God. I, I get it. You have something to say. <laughs> the plus one and a half. I'd love to know how many plus one and a half you actually needed the goal to win. Someday I'm going to own a stat service. I'm be like, how many plus one and a half won outright? And they're going to say 37%. How many lost by two or more? Like, you know, 37%. It's not going to matter. But I give the one and a half, I think is better because of the empty net goal. I think getting one and a half, you're looking for trouble. You could play dead even with a team yeah. up until a minute 40 left and lose by two goals easily. We've seen it a million times. But tell me what, why you think there's a benefit in plus one half. Obviously, overtime you're no, good. No, just just because they were keeping it close. They hadn't they hadn't been down uh, uh, for 120 minutes of the first two games. They had been down two or more goals for like three of those 120 minutes against Colorado's offense. So I just thought that just in case it was close, and Kemper's been playing well, really well until today. Uh, they keep it close. Maybe they lose a close one, but yeah, I hear what you're saying too, because you're more than, you're probably safer taking the one and a half. You're definitely safer taking the one and a half in hockey during the regular season than you are in the crazy playoffs. When you pull a goalie, now you're down one or you're now you're down two. Then you pull the goalie again. Now you're down three. And then all of a sudden, what well, yeah, no, you're, you're safer getting two and a half in the regular season sure. than the, than the playoffs. I'll say that. I don't know. I just think unless you go to overtime, 
you have to be very lucky to if your team loses by only one. Uh, that's right. The I, was thing, I, think. I was banking on Kemper and he played great and the team played well and they All hung right. in there and uh, got the W. Now and then today they gave it back up. And last week I gave out the Flames, the guys. I gave up the Flames for the series. So I'm gonna still I'm gonna roll with them tomorrow and to still win the series. Brian, I know you and Sal, you said you guys have it, but look, it's been an odd series, Brian, no doubt. Where uh, it, it's two games to two, but Dallas, who scored. Uh, the least second least goals in the league have, has won in their Calgary's type of game five four twice, and the first time when it was five four, Talbot came back and pitched a shutout, uh, one two nothing. So five four was the last game, and Dallas was so fortunate to win that game late. They scored twelve seconds ago, then in overtime, Pavelski, thirty six years old, scored both the goals. So I think uh, Pavel, uh, so I think Talbot rebounds here. I think he shakes the cobwebs off after that. Like I said, that last loss. Um, and I think they come back to win this. Uh, Calgary beat them two games to one in the regular season. Still, they have much. Uh, I think they have more offense overall than Dallas does, even though Dallas has put those two All five right. goals up. But uh, Calgary has seven players, seven players with at least five points in the playoffs this year. So I think the Flames catch fire and get game five and win the series. All right. Harry likes the Flames. And if you you want to catch his stars pick, go to Best Bet Corner. Um, <laughs> he'll have that for you. Just a, Thanks for the we'll plug, give you a little buddy. Of everything. He Thanks doesn't for the care. Plug, buddy. You got it's it. It's the only you one that it. hasn't fired you yet. <laughs> That's coming. Uh, all right. Hey, hockey, basketball, so much. Uh, that brings us to our unsponsored segment, the Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Boy, Giannis was suspended one game the other day for headbutting Mo Wagner. Wagner? We have to say Wagner, right? Wagner. We have to yep. try Mo Wagner, the old Michigan player. Um, I have a feeling if Wagner headbutted Giannis, we'd be looking at somewhere between three and 50 game suspension. But uh, it didn't happen that way. Giannis was suspended one game. He served it the last regular season game. Now he's in the playoffs against Orlando. They don't even really need him probably. But it got me thinking, what is the greatest headbutt in sports? Is it? Is it now am I going to say this right? Zinedine Zidane headbutting Marco Menorazzi in the 2006 World Cup, three to two odds. Is it Giannis on Mo Wagner, four to one? Jimmy Superfly Snook on Rowdy Roddy Piper. Boy, what a feud that was. Seven to one odds. Tyson Holyfield, nine to one odds. Or the field, two to one. Now, let me just go through a couple things here. Uh, Zinedine Zidane, who I know Harry's going to talk about in a second. That was probably the most worldwide most known. Italy won at 5-3 in penalty kicks the 2006 World Cup because the Frenchman was booted uh, at the 110th minute, Giannis on Moak Wagner. That's that's uh, you know that's recent recency bias if you take that. Jimmy Snook on Roddy Piper. Snook is from the Isle of Fiji. They they said you know very <laughs> wasn't very uh, politically correct to say their heads are a lot stronger there from Fiji, but the announcers went with it anyway. Tyson Holyfield was interesting because. There was headbutting on both sides. Holyfield would really like dig in there and get away with the bunch. And Tyson, that led to the biting incident. He said he was frustrated. So in a way, that's the biggest. But go ahead, Harry. Lead us off. What's the best headbutt in sports? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the 2006 World Cup, Zidane, Zidane. I was uh, still working in the casinos in Vegas back then. I was working that day. It was a while. I mean, I mean it was a packed place. And... Uh, 
you know, it's, it's a situation where, like, this is the World Cup Finals. Zidane had scored early on a penalty kick, for, yep. and it's his, he had already announced that it was his last game of his illustrious career. And just in the, like you said, Sal, in the, I guess, the first 15 minutes of uh, of overtime, uh, him and this Marco Materazzi just got into it a little bit, and they're just jogging back. And supposedly, I guess he wanted Zidane's shirt when they changed, said uh, when they were going to be, uh, when the game was going to be over, and Zidane tell him, told him no way. And then he said something about his sister or his mother, and that's when mm. they just forced his way right into the sternum of uh, Matarazzi, where and apparently, like nobody, if you watch the video, it's a sick hit with his head just drills him, and everybody didn't see it. So, like the even the announcers, you go back and you watch it on YouTube, they didn't even know it until some camera finally picked it up and saw it. He got a red card, uh, and 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 that was it. I mean, that was wild to have that happen on the stage of the World Cup final was insane. Not just a regular game where two guys hate each other, but that happened, and that's what he did. Wild. What do you think? Does Matarazzi have to learn the completely learn French to say something about Zidane's mother? Like, or do they each have like five insults they know in the opposing language? I wonder if right. uh, if they go out of their yeah. way. I'd like to look into that. Probably just a few few things to throw off. All right, brother Bry, best headbutt. Uh, yeah. So even though uh, I, we just we're talking about Holyfield Tyson, but. He, uh, I'm going to go with the Holyfield versus Seam Rockman. So even though this was unintentionally intentional, but we all know Holyfield used to just throw his head around like it was nothing. But in the Holyfield Rockman fight, which was 2002, I can't believe it was that long ago. If you don't remember, this caused a giant hematoma on Rockman's head. They had to stop mm. the fight. Uh, yes, I believe I bet Rockman in that fight. I can still remember it was 18 years ago. I lost uh, after I went to the cards. It was a split decision. Uh, but the real reason I'm picking this fight is because I was at the fight. I was 22 years old, I guess. Uh, we snuck down to really good seats. But as it turned out, I don't even remember. I don't think, Parley Kid, you were there. Uh, I don't, I don't know think if you so. were. Were you? See, I saw other Rockman fights, so I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, so we snuck down to really good seats. And as it turned out, Dikembe Mutombo was sitting in the in oh. the front row, <laughs> the row right in front of me. So, of course, it's. Of course, it's hard to see, right? So <laughs> at that time, for whatever reason, though, I would go to these fights and I'd ask for autographs. So I asked in between fights, I asked the Kenbe for an autograph. He gives me the finger wag and says, Ooh. I don't do autographs. So I, I just remember at that point in time, just being so pissed off at the fight. I didn't even <laughs> care about the fight. Uh, but <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, it ended up being a much better story than actually getting an autograph. Yeah. Oh, I was also denied uh, Donovan McNabb autograph at that fight, Harry. So I know you join the club as well. Join the club. <laughs> it, Donovan McNabb Syrac snubbed me on a plane going from Hawaii as well. Another Syracuse scum. There you yep, go. Syracuse. Uh, yeah. Well, in Dikembe's uh, defense, he, I think it, it's probably hard for him to sign an autograph when he's constantly <laughs> wagging the fit. He, he can't stop it. He can't slow it down for a second. And I'm the star. Yes, you are. Holy <laughs> kid. So when what you, you first uh, proposed this idea of the headbutt, there was one that came to, to my mind right away that w didn't make your list. So I'm taking the field at two to one and I'm taking Gus Ferrat uh, back mm. in 1997 when uh, he scored a one yard touchdown against the Giants, proceeded to walk to the back of the end zone. Teammates obviously really didn't like him because nobody came over and celebrated with him. Uh, after he gave them a 7 nothing lead over the Giants, or a 6 nothing yeah. lead at the time. And he proceeds to take his head and headbutt the wall 
in the back of the end zone, and yeah. he sprains his neck and had to leave. Uh, he had to leave the game and go to the hospital after that headbutt. And I, I almost never forget that about Gus Farratt. I yeah. thought that was uh, extremely, uh, probably the worst touchdown celebration in the history of football, yeah. uh, with probably uh, Gramatica tearing his ACL on an, uh, a field goal attempt being probably the right. second worst right. Right. Uh, celebration in the history. Right. But in, t- in terms of touchdown celebrations, Gus Farratt, number one, and that's the headbutt uh, I recall uh, mm. the most. All right. Wow. Parlay Kid, you read my mind. Or maybe you read my text from a couple hours ago when I said I like Gus Farad. Oh, did you really? <laughs> I did not no, that's okay. He definitely, I did missed, not that. He de- he definitely missed that one. <laughs> I definitely missed it. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, you're right. Farad goes in, he scored. And we, we get on players for these choreographed dances. But now we see maybe it's just out of safety that it's probably smart to put an hour in with a, a other player or alone and try to perfect something. So you're not jamming your head into a padded wall. Like <laughs> Farrat did, like you said, he left the game. The game ended up tied seven, seven with a Washington team needed that game to make the playoffs. Farrat didn't play the rest of the year. So yeah, that was an interesting um, headbutt right there uh, where, where another athlete wasn't on the receiving end. Um, Jim Cunningham, you have anything to add? The first thing that popped in my head was, uh, the movie, the program Latimer, when he makes starting defense and he puts his, he headbutts yeah. through the window and he's screaming place at the table. <laughs> but as far as real sports, I mean, there's yeah. John Starks, uh, headbutting Reggie Miller, which is fantastic. Oh yeah. But my favorite yeah, yeah. is Jose Canseco playing center field, headbutting a fly ball over the fence. <laughs> over the- Did he do that on purpose? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that being intentional. That's a good, uh, that's a good one. Dennis Rodman had butted a ref. We forget about that. Mm. <laughs> that's a, that's like 40th on his list of insane <laughs> things to do, but that was a good one too. Obviously the wild Samoans are up there. You could throw any wrestler in there. All right. And that's the riverboat casino unsponsored as of now. And as I look here, the Celtics are pulling away. So depending which site you follow Harry on, you've got a winner. It looks like <laughs> there are five Phillies at the line with a few <laughs> seconds left. Um, all right, Sharp Tank, here's how it works. I think, Brian, did I go with you last uh, no, week? No, you, with- you went with Harry. You, got, you, you got went with right. Harry. You oh, I won. Yeah, I won, you won with you, Harry. That's right. Timber. Yeah, that, that must have been the one of them. <laughs> That's right. You had the Timbers. I went with you on the Timbers. That's right. Uh, parlay Kid, obviously, you had Cormier, right? And Webb Simpson and then, on a parlay, and, yeah. And Webb Simpson, oh, I see, right. And then, um, Bri, you had right, Dos Santos against Dos Santos. and uh, yeah, Dos Santos won the first round and then get knocked, knocked silly. In the <laughs> Can you bet the first round? Of these? I know, I, I, I swear, it. because it's the same with Cormier, right? I mean, I, right. I, I said this last week and I'll say it again. I don't know how many fights. If my guy mm-hmm. wins the first, we, you guys, you guys should just live bet the second, the, the second half <laughs> of that fight. I mean, it's, well, you could bet the first quarter in football. You could bet the first inning in baseball. It's a good idea. First, I don't know. I'll, I know it's a lot to keep track of, and uh, you know I, you're you're at the judge's whim anyway. So I do love that idea. Let's think about that. That should right. you're 100 right. That should be a real bet that you could bet the first period score. Yeah. All second. right, brother Bry. Why don't you be 100 right this week? Give us a winner. <laughs> yes, I've really sucked here. Um, so I'm going to change it up. Uh, we have a UFC card this weekend. It's not the best card, so I am not touching UFC. I've gotten three UFC fights Good for in a row. Wrong, so you, I buddy. cannot touch it. Although it's nice because it's a Saturday. It gives you something to look forward to. 
But I'm going to go with the game that's tomorrow night. It's the Lakers Trailblazers. I know we talked about it earlier, but I'm going to take the over 229 and a half. The number seems mm. really low. Uh, it seems a little bit fishy. I mean, these games have had high totals so far. The two earlier games today were way over. Um, in their first three meetings this year, they averaged 248 points per game. In Portland's last six games, which have been meaningful games for them, they've averaged 251 points per game. So if you've watched Portland, they do not play defense. Their defense is atrocious. I mean, I guess when you have Carmelo Anthony out there, that's what you should expect. But they play yeah. fast. They get off a ton of shots. I was looking at maybe taking the over first half at 113.5. I thought that was really low. But then again, I was like, all right, well, maybe the Lakers start off a little bit slow and then and then get it going. So, again, the numbers have been so high for Portland that 229 just seems too low. Uh, I'm definitely not taking the under in this one. I'm, I'm rooting for a high-scoring game here, and I think we're going to get it. All right. And one benefit of going over for the game versus the first half, the first half can't go to overtime, right. as we saw today in Denver, or not in Denver, but 260 points scored the benefit of overtime yep. there. All right. We'll uh, circle back to brother Bry parlay kid. So I'm going to be sticking with some golf this week. I've lost <laughs> a couple tough ones in a, in a row here, right. With uh, the hole in one a couple weeks ago and then Cormier mm -hmm. uh, this week, which, you know, that was close. That wasn't a blowout of a fight. So yep. I'm going to be taking somebody that Todd Furman uh, on your uh, show uh, talked about uh, Abraham answer mm. uh, to finish in the top 30 in the Northern trust uh, this weekend in Boston uh, answer is the 25th ranked player in the world. Uh, two years ago on the same course, he came in seventh. He was 11 mm. under and he actually could have won the tournament. He went 66, 69, 65 and 73 in round four. Uh, so he kind of choked it away there at the end. Uh, or he could have won. So I'm looking just top 30 at plus 150 for Abraham Answer, the 25th ranked player in the world in this tournament. He hasn't mm. played in right? a week or Those two. Odds are good. That's it. It's yeah. pretty solid. Um, uh, yeah, if I could, uh, wow. I could tell you where I got it from. If uh, yeah, if you could do it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, say Fandle, Fandle. Uh, got yeah. it off Fandle uh, Sportsbook. So uh, that's where those odds are. Uh, Abraham Answer, top 30. Plus one fifty. Yeah, and Parlay Kid is not making this. Up. That is available on Fanduel. That's something Harry would do. Like uh, Patrick Reed, <laughs> top seventy three. You know, and then you you're looking all over for it, and it doesn't <laughs> exist. But this actually True. is something on Fanduel. I will say this, Parlay Kid. It, I, I get tickled by the idea of we're in the middle of NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Your Yankees are white hot. <laughs> There's so much going on, and you're making a golf bet. I mean, if we told you this even last year. You're going to make a golf bet and you, you'd smack it, us in the neck with isn't a it crazy? ball bat. I, it I really, really is great. The last couple of weeks have really, even this Wyndham championship this yeah. past weekend, it was a great, <laughs> it was great golf though. It really yeah. was. It was great golf. Uh, look, look, if you want, I could also tell you, put the uh, tuition, uh, whatever's uh -uh. left on Garrett Cole to win There's his next start left. for the Yankees. Just do it. <laughs> Anytime Cole starts, just put it like, you know, 10 grand on him or something. These guys hanging on by a thread with their under one and a half complete games for the whoever, whatever pitcher has the most complete games in the league uh, bet. This is a uh, Pauly kid and Harry. All right, Harry, what are you going to do? You're going to go golf as well. I am. I'm going to go same route. Parlay kid did top 30. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Adam Scott at 
plus 125, like I said, for top 30. I know this Northern Trust, it rotates different courses and everything, but he needs to get going a little bit in terms of he's only played eight tournaments this year so far. He did win uh, near USAL in February in L.A. at Riviera. Um, and when he's played, he, where he's played, when the Northern Trust, wherever it's been, last year he finished fourth. Uh, three, four years ago he finished uh, fifth, so he's been right there. Um, like I said, uh, he had four rounds in the 60s last last year. Uh, 11th ranked in the world. Uh, like I said, only eight tournaments. He's fifth in Eagles in tour uh, this season and uh, eighth in sand saves. So at top 30, Adam Scott makes a little bit of move, moves on to the next round at plus 125 top 30. All right. So I have to buy one of these bets. Uh, Brother Bry Lakers, Portland game one over 229 and a half. I don't mind that. I really don't. I, um, you know, last game, Dame had 31. You had uh, on the site, you had Dame under 30 and a half, eight and a half, 38 and a half yeah. point total went way under, but the game went over the game went way well over the total. So it's like, it goes over whether Dame scores 31 or 50 or 60. It seems like, I guess it doesn't matter how much they're not going to play defense if he's hitting his shots or not. So I, I do like that. I don't like Adam Scott, Harry. I like that. I'm friendly with the ad, uh, the actor, Adam Scott. I don't know. I, I feel like the golfer. I've had too many losses with him. Polly kid. I'm jumping on with you. Abraham answer. Is that his name? Abraham. That's correct. Top 30 plus 150. Great thing is, if he is right around 30, you'll, you won't see his last six holes on TV, right? <laughs> yeah. He won't. This but uh, yeah, let's get that. Let's win with that, and we'll get you back, and we're going to build up that tuition money, and um, your kids will be, you know, by the time you rebuild that fund, your kids are going to be long gone, <laughs> and I'm going to be speaking to you. Um, I do want to say, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. I forget to give the email address out. A bunch. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. If you have a submission for the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame and we prove every week that we belong, why don't you prove to us that you belong? We'll get your statue up at our facility in Pahrump. Actually, we'll vote on it first. And if um, three of us out of five say you're good to go, then uh, God bless you. You could join the ranks. Um, all right, Harry, what do you have to uh, promote? Uh not much anymore. I bet. I guess I've been fired from everywhere. So uh, <laughs> I'm just here in my uh, just here in my hotel room, having uh, still hanging out here and uh, uh, living the life, lamping in uh, Southern California. That's about it. Harry had a uh, best bet corner. Bestbetcorner dot com. Brush with celebrity the other day. Um, you were swimming with um, one of the great entertainers of our time, right? Absolutely. Cedric, the entertainer had a good time. Mm. Very nice guy. We had fun. There you go. All right. Drinking a little yeah. bit in the pool, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, Darren like had, uh, after a couple texts of, you know, what was going on, Darren seemed to be a little annoyed. I know he's losing his bets, but a little too <laughs> over annoyed than usual for the parlay kid. Well, how excited no, are we supposed to get at the, the stalking, the constant stalking <laughs> goes on. Yeah. I mean, look, he's, I He's bragging about some uh, things he's doing with Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, you know, guys, I'm with Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, I didn't uh, you say know, it like that. <laughs> oh, come on. And I just said, I, I said, Harry, I don't give a crap uh, about who you're with. Well, well listen, Sal. I don't care. And actually, it was really more Ken hanging out with Cedric the Entertainer. Ken would not let Harry near Cedric the Entertainer. 
Just so smart. you guys know. So Harry had nothing mm. to do with Cedric. He Listen. was taking pictures from like 100 feet away. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. true. I don't know why. Parley kids never Parley kids never seen uh, Johnson family vacation, which is hilarious. Uh, in fact, it's not even hilarious. It's Harry hilarious. That's how hilarious. It is. Oh, my God. That was really bad. And I told Good and I told Lord. him that and he loved, hilarious. he loved it. Parley kids. All right. All right, brother. Bry. Uh, uh, <laughs> what celebrities are you swimming yeah. with this weekend? <laughs> well, I do find it funny because this this is like the third. Well, what is this? The third or fourth show we've done? I don't know. On extra points. And Harry, every yeah. time we've done it, Harry has not been in his home doing it. So there's always connection issues. Is I really want to know if he's ever going home. Harry? Don't know. Don't know. Girlfriend's <laughs> making it. Girlfriend's going uh, from Utah back to Phoenix. So we'll see how things go in the next couple of days. I know he said he hasn't seen his girlfriend in like a month. He's like, she's going back. Maybe I'll go back. I, I don't know. It's just. It's but a, uh, you ask him what he's doing in our, in uh, in California. He couldn't couldn't give you any kind of answer. Anything that resembles. It's funny because he sends us I'm, like I'm, the I'm, same picture at like the high top table outside overlooking. Yeah. The, overlooking the water. every day. I know I'm two minutes for them. I know I'm two minutes from the beach. That's what I know. All right. Uh, Bri, you're at the brother. At Bri. the brother. Bri, um, I think this last week, my picks on extra points were pretty good. So I hope um, they were yeah. they were terrible for like the week before. So uh, hopefully I'm on a nice little streak here. So uh, look out for those there. But uh, nothing, nothing too much going on. My daughter's doing uh basketball camp, which is weird that that's actually going on. But uh, mm. I'm all for it. I'm going, you know. We're, tr- yeah. we're starting to do- in New York. We're doing a little bit, you know, it's still I mean, everybody here is great because they're still wearing masks, but we're doing more and more here. Yeah, right. I uh, I got an email today. I was excited because my six year old is, um, you know, they're they're getting the league. They're getting a little league back baseball. I was like, nice. oh, this is great. All right. Good. Mm. And it was all his friends are on the team and everything. And they're like, yep, this year the games will be Sunday. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> The worst. Oh, my gosh. 2020 continues oh. to suck. Parley uh, <laughs> kid. I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. Um, rumor has it that Harry has clogged another toilet, at uh, <laughs> which may, uh, they might actually finally force him out of this. Uh, you know, the guy's clogging, uh, you know, the most expensive toilets in yeah. California. It's terrible. Uh, from what uh, from what I hear. That's Damn, what I'm hearing. Is, so That is true. Another and, one has been clogged. Uh, yeah, I'm at the, I'm at the Chalk Lord. Talker. All right. And uh, that's it. Go yeah. Islanders. Let's uh, let's wrap this up and uh, let's win the cup this year. That'll be fun. By, by the way, That'll Parley be. kid, we're going to all have to start wearing glasses. He looks smarter this week. He's got a full beard growing, which never yeah. has happened. Yeah, yeah, never yeah. seen yeah. that before. Yeah, just so. giving up on life pretty much. <laughs> 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 well, no, we're going to get it back here, guys. I know Parley kid's going to lick his wounds. I'm going with him for uh, Abraham answer top 30. At plus 150, that's a winning bet. Uh, And that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Watch Fox Bet Live. What the hell time are we on now? Monday through Friday, 4.30, 4.30 to 5 Eastern time. Follow us at Extra Points Pod and me at The Cousin Sal on Twitter for the Degenerate Trifecta and Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. No, no, no.